This is episode 117 of the Steady Trade Podcast with your host, compassionate handyman Tim Bowen. Whether it be lifting weights, cutting wood, doing handyman type stuff, punching you in the face, you know, I tend to break these things. <laughs> and level six dark wizard Stephen Johnson. I feel like saying welcome brothers and sisters and children of the night. Today, the guys take a look at recent hot-moving stocks and share their thoughts about the money behind these moves. If you think you got a lot of money with a million dollars, remember, there's like Saudi sheets with like a trillion dollars, okay? Back in the day with penny stocks, it was all just small and medium accounts. When you, when you think there's rich, there's a whole nother level of rich out there. Who may be sitting across from you at the trading table. That's why I'm always thinking like, what are the institutions probably trying to do here? Are trying to prop this up and if they're all propping it up, is it because they're going to try and squeeze it tomorrow? And many more factors to consider. And of course, they talk about why it's really good to learn how to play this game. But if you can be patient and wait around for these, I mean, the beauty of these things is you don't need huge sites, man. Listen, if you got a small account and you got 100 shares of Fran and you make five bucks a share, you, you're pretty happy. I bought 200 shares of Fran and I was up over $1,000. <laughs> Even if it drops, his cover was G. It's another great episode of Steady Trade. Right, Stephen? Welcome to the Steady Trade Podcast, in which we will be discussing some live trading. We'll be dis- discussing my fabulous cover YUMA and why you should anticipate danger. And we'll also be giving you a walkthrough of FRAN as it has been the hottest runner of the last week. And we'll give our trades on it and why we took the trades and why we didn't take other trades. All that and more on this week's episode of the Steady Trade Podcast. Hey everyone, Tim Bowen here. Really appreciate you listening to the Steady Trade Podcast. I have a great time doing it, really giving back, and and it's a true passion project of mine. But if you really want to get into the nitty-gritty of trading, in Stocks to Trade Pro, it's a mentorship program that I do, twice daily webinars, every single day of the week. Never miss a day, market open, market close. I think it is the best way to really speed up that learning curve. And the best thing about it, and this is something that I'm truly, truly proud about, is we built an amazing community in Stocks of Trade Pro. We have a chat room, traders in there all day long, new, intermediate, advanced, young, old. It is an amazing community, and I think by working in these twice daily webinars with the chat room, with the community, with Stocks to Trade, it is one of the best ways to become that consistently profitable trader. Welcome. I don't want to say welcome back to the Steady Trade Podcast because I feel like people have returned so many times now that it's almost like you're not coming back. It's like you never really left. It's like family now. You know what I mean? I feel like saying welcome brothers and sisters and children of the night. I I, I do like that, actually. (laughs) I, 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 I like where you're going with this. Welcome, welcome, children of the night. But it is a welcome back to you, Stephen. You know, you've been you've been a little under the weather the last couple of weeks. So, um, if if you're a listener to the Steady Trade podcast, you might have noticed a little bit of spotty appearances by Stephen, and that's because he contracted dengue fever on one of his many trips to Thailand. And uh, but but I'm glad to see you're looking better, feeling better. You still forgot to comb your hair, but you know that's fine. At least you're not wearing a tank top. I'm just glad you're not. You know, you've got over that at least. No, no, I'm, I stopped wearing tank tops. And the other thing that I started doing, I mean, I had the flu for a week, which has been a disaster, more like eight, eight nine days. But uh, one of the cool things, I got this Apple Watch. I got bought it for my birthday. And I thought, 
I thought at first it was crap, but I just, you know, when you're like, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really grateful for the presents. But uh, these watches, the way they track all of your stuff and then connect to like MyFitnessPal on your iPhone, and then you track what you're eating and what you're not eating, and make sure that you're under, you're within a deficit based on your heart monitor. Ah, uh, shit, shit's getting serious. With uh, yeah, being you know, it's, it's funny. I keep wanting an Apple Watch, not to get too off topic, but um, you know, I, I've I've, had, I've been a Fitbit user for ten years, and my issue is I just destroy the things all the time. I've, well, I've just, gone through. You go through, like, you do too many calories. You've been too many calories. And no, just, no just, just, I mean, you know, whether it be lifting weights, cutting wood, you know, doing handyman type stuff, punching you in the face, you know, I tend to break these things. So I've always been avoiding, you know, the $400 Apple Watch because at least a Fitbit's only like 80 bucks. So when I break them, it hurts less. So, yeah, but, uh, but, but, but considering you, you know, you've got, you've got soft hands, you moisturize, <laughs> you know, you, you haven't had a callus in your entire life. I'm sure that Apple watch will last you until the, you know, for decades. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a full, know. I'm a full blown boxer. Did I tell you that? Yeah, I broke at least when you fall down, you know, drunk and you, you hit the ground, it's face first and the, and the Apple watch is probably safe at least. So. I know I'm pretty good at drinking these days in respect of not, in respect of not drinking. I only, I've only drunk once in the last eight days. It's mental. Because, but, from, but you were, a, you from were, a regular you were user. near death with the flu. So. <laughs> like, uh, like I knew it was funny. Like I knew that I started getting better from the flu when I started wanting to have a pint of beer. <laughs> <There, yeah. laughs> I was like, I think I'm getting better. I feel like I want to have a pint. So that, that was, that was me barometer. But, uh, anyway, now the, the Apple watches are good and you can, apparently I've seen people boxing on them. So you should be able to chop wood if that's your thing. Well, and, and it's just, I'm just afraid of, of, of smashing it is all because I've smashed many Fitbits. So, but you're too, you're too much of a cautious man. So yeah, for a man, for a man that, uh, is making the money in the stock market. He's got his own nice little house. He sold his business. What's a four hundred dollar Apple Watch to you? You savage uh, barbell. You know, I'm just, I'm just cheap. You know, that's that's, that's all <laughs> I, I just do it. Uh, so. <laughs> no, but it's true though. It's like no matter how much money you have, because obviously I'm in Dubai as well, and you get paid okay here as well. It doesn't matter, and I'm not saying I'm rich, but no matter how much money you have, you never like you can't change. Like I can't buy any designer stuff that's too expensive. I don't want to go to a nice restaurant. I don't want to spend yep. too much on a meal. And it's like, well, what's the money? Just, for? Uh, Steven, here, two years in, I think we just found something in common. So I know. No, but seriously, that is the only thing we've got in common. We're both not broke. <laughs> Pretty much, we yeah. We yeah. don't want to spend the money that we've got. <laughs> it goes against values and principles. Do you know what I mean? It's like, yep. I, don't, I don't need to spend this money. I'd rather give it to a, a homeless child with no <laughs> shoes or feet or toes. Anyway, <laughs> today we're, uh, we're going to talk about uh, Fran. It's yes. like the girlfriend I never had. Uh, F-R-A-N. It, uh, let me, uh, let me just bring it up. It just ran in the, it just ran. And, and actually, this. before you get started, so if you, um, if you're listening on iTunes, I am gonna, we're, we're gonna do some screen shares here. Um, I'm actually gonna share and unshare my screen from time to time, but like always, um, if, uh, you know, if you're listening on iTunes, we're gonna. We're. I, I just kind of want to set it up so that you can follow along. Um, the ticker is F R A N Fran. Excuse me. And we're gonna be talking about the week of basically this first spiked up on the on September 10th. 
2019. Today we're recording on September 16th. So if you're going to bring up your chart to follow along at work while you're listening to the podcast instead of doing your work, bring up Fran from 910 to 916. But go and and I'm sharing my screen, Stephen, so you can just kind of direct me how you see fit. So. Yeah, no, it's cool. And and I'm a big advocate of um, not doing what you're employed to do during working hours. <laughs> 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 and uh and I and I tend to do that now and then, but like no one I think as long as you get your work done and you and you come in half an hour earlier, you stay back half an hour later, whatever, I I don't really think it's a problem, do you know what I mean? I think it's okay. Yeah, I think, you know, again, if if you know, first of all, if you're if you're if you make yourself valuable, if you if you're a good employee I mean, remember I had employees you got at your job, do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and if if you're good at what you do, if you care I mean, if now I never had an employee ask me, Hey, can I spend some time day trading during the day? But if, if you were a good employee, you worked hard, you cared about your job, you showed up on time, you cared about the customer. If I walked by and you were screwing around on Facebook, I didn't say anything. It's like, you know, it's like, I, I know this guy takes care of business. Now, if you're worthless, if you show up late all the time, you know, if, if, if you're not, you know, busting your ass when it matters, that's a different scenario, but anyway, so. No, oh, I agree. It's like a reciprocal relationship. It's like, I'll be there and I'll be dependable. So you know that when, when, when you need me, I'll be there. But in return, can I just have this 20 minutes when it's quiet? You know what I mean? Or can exactly. I make time? Yep. So given it, it's just a mature relationship. But anyway, uh, Fran, Fran, I was sick. I was off work. And, uh, when this hit front side of the move and I was feeling down in the dumps, and I just thought, you know what it is? I'm, this, this stock is worthless. And that was on this, on this initial spike, uh, on the 10th. So in, in, in pre-market, I'll kind of give you, give you the read a little bit. So in pre-market, this was a, a technically, this was an earnings winner. And I know that's one of the most confusing terms in day trading, but uh, we talk about it a lot. We won't define what an earnings winner is, but you know, the simplest, simplest, you know, shortest description is it's a stock that's up huge on earnings. It doesn't really matter what the earnings are. This stock had gone from five to nine in pre-market. So basically was up a hundred percent on earnings in pre-market. And, and this thing is a, a super low float, right? It's like a million float. Yeah. But I think so just it, over a million shares in the float. Yep. Yeah. So, so the company, I read an interesting article on Yahoo actually at, at work because I was just wondering what was going to go on with it. And and they were saying it's a good indication of how far up a stock's going to go based on how much insider buying there's been beforehand before the stock goes up because if a company knows it's going to have a good good a good third quarter or fourth quarter, sure, it knows it's going to release an innovative product. There's nothing illegal about them <laughs> investing in the company that they work for. Well, and that's uh, what you want to see. Is I mean, yeah. the Fran, we're we're going to talk about Fran a lot. This is this would be what we call a day trade or maybe an overnight swing only. This isn't a long-term hold, but, you know, in the traditional world of non-junk low-float stocks, I mean, you'd love it when the insiders are buying. I mean, if 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 the CEO, Steven Johnson, put down a million dollars of his own money in the company, well, who knows the company better than the CEO? And if he's buying stock, that tells me that, in theory, they aren't going bankrupt tomorrow, or what kind of idiot CEO would buy a million dollars worth of stock? So, yeah, and there's the there's the sketchiness of if they're buying it, they're either gonna release some good news, which is the ethical side, or they've got some secret plan to pump it, <laughs> and they're gonna and it's gonna be like a pump and dump. 
but uh, we'll, we'll see less of those these days. I mean, I don't know if you played this at all. Did you play this? I was in it. Um, not day one. Actually, day two, and then day four I did. Um, so the uh, second day, on the 11th, I took a high a day break on this, and then last Friday... You took so high a day. Let, let's mark that out, though, so you say it. So you, you bought the... You oh, bought okay. The so yep, you, you so on the 11th, break. right here at um, basically 1350... Um, and then I sold at 1450 and the stock oh, went, and, and the stock nice. went to, uh, 1850. So I took, <laughs> I took $1 of a $5 move, which is borderline <laughs> ba- embarrassing to admit. But when you're in it real time and many of you listening That's will know, scary. and I'm sure Steven will attest. I mean, Hey, I was Big buying signals. the stock up 300% in two days. So it's like you take quick gains in hindsight. It is a little embarrassing to you know, to hover my mouse at fourteen fifty, and then you can uh, see. <laughs> so, and then similar on Friday, um, again it was like um, I think I was in at fifteen fifty and out at sixteen something. So twice I and it proceeded to go to nineteen again. But listen, in this type of stock, this type of gain, one of my favorite sayings is: you can never when you're in a low float stock up five hundred percent. I always say you can never be out too early. If you're staring at a bucket share and you're not feeling like a deer in the headlights, you might want to revisit that because, you know, it's like just boom, 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 quick moves on these things. So no, but I mean, I can, I can see where you're going with that. Um, why you only took the buck because if it's, if it's gone in, in 10 minutes, it looks like 15 minutes. It went from 11, 11 to 15. So, and you, you caught, you caught a dollar of that move because you're obviously betting on shorts, betting higher day than the shorts are going to cover and you, you're writing that momentum, momentum up for the book. But like, it's already gone from 11 to 15 in like 10 minutes, 15 minutes. So there's not much, there's not a high probability that you're going to expect that it's going to keep on going. You think it's going to consolidate for like half an hour or a day. And then it's going to make its next move if it makes. You know, and then you're, you know, the stuff like this. I mean, you're, you're, you know, you never know because they can halt. You know, they can, they, they, I mean, Fran is still holding up today, oddly enough, but I mean, these things can drop dollars a share in minutes. So it's like. Don't tell us that. You're going to make a short hit. Don't persuade us to short hit. Do you know what? I, I, um, I'll, I'll just tell you, uh, front side of the move between eight and nine, I was like, I was as sick as. as so, so let's set, set back up. We kind of jumped around uh, a little bit. So, so yeah, we're back but, here but, to pre market of day one. Yeah, like I, I, I thought, oh, it's a pre-market runner. It's a pre, it's a pre-market. It's got a, the dailies not very good. It's, it's got it. it I'm, I'm expecting this will fail day one, despite it being low float. And I, I, I was, I just stupidly because I was ill and I just wanted to make some money and I was up a lot of money. I was just went full blown. I broke all my rules and went full blown in around seven, seven fifty. And then, uh, when it broke eight and went to like towards nine, I had to cut it and I, I took a loss there. I didn't blow up or anything, but I took a stupid loss. Um, so, so that was like the idiotic way to play the front. Well, and you know, and, and, and again, you, we're going to talk through this trade and, and you come out a winner in the end. But you know, one thing I would, you know, I, I, I Stephen knows what How I'm going to say. How many and, times? And, and, and the, all, most of the listeners probably know what I'm going to say. Day one on these things, I mean, it had earnings. It's a one million float. It's very, very dangerous. Huge volume. And, 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 and it's not just the volume. It's how rapidly it was increasing. Yep. Like if, if a stock spikes, 
and then it kind of hovers for 30 seconds, 20 seconds, 40 seconds, and it, it has that dip where, like, if it has a bit of a big red dip, it's like, whoa, there's there's no buyers, there's no support underneath this, there's nothing to hold it. But FREN, there was there was a queue of people <laughs> waiting to get in this at any price at that time in the morning. It had so much strength coming up. Uh, so like Fran, Fran was tough because you kind of, if you, if you're trading at the open, like you've missed the pre-market move, it fakes everyone out. It looks like at 9.30, 9.31, it fakes everyone out and dumps. It traps some shorts when it comes down there. Everyone thinks it's just another one of those pre-market gainers that fails all day. You see that over and over. Uh, the rise on light volume and then the, they just fade all afternoon and they give back the gains. But uh, it didn't, and that's that's a huge sign of strength. And it's your favorite pattern that you didn't take. It's the it's the VWAP hold in the afternoon push. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, the the only reason um, I, I and the only reason I didn't so so it, it fast forward to the end of the day, Fran held up all day. You know, held that kind of eight nine or I'm sorry nine dollar level. You know, it, it broke it a few times with that consolidated all day around VWAP and then spiked after hours. Only reason I didn't take it. Is I mean it's it's just it's just after hours I, I I mean it's the pattern I just wish you know if you would have pushed this back so so we're talking about yeah. day one here if you would have pushed that move back to you know to two p.m. two thirty three p.m. different scenario I'm just not a big fan of these things in after hours and you know I I, I I'm not much of an after hours trader I don't recommend it I don't like it I you know I'm here you know I I I'm at this desk. From 4.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. And most days when that bell rings, I'm gone. I'm, I'm out. I, I like to go outside. I like to go fishing with my son. I like to do yard work. So now, had Fran done that move at two o'clock, totally different scenario. It just, I just didn't like it in after hours is all. So. Yeah. And I think, I don't know if it was, I think it was Fran and it was a couple of days later. Yeah. And we'll talk about it, but like, that's another sign of strength though, right? Like, like if, like if Fran broke out, broke like okay, well let's just let's just go through it and, and we'll discuss it when we get to it. But the next day, it obviously it held up all day, gained after hours. People and then it was kind of for this, we had it. It looked like it might. Is this the second day where it looked like it? No, no, this is the second day where it ran. Basically, it got well, the second, but it was but it was weak into the open second day. So again, if you want to look at my screen. Um, I'm kind of hovering over it, but so yeah. here's after hours day one held up all after hours and pre-market, but it was looking pretty sketchy into the open. So. Yeah. It's still opening green. It's still opening green, but yes. there's a bit of, bit of hesitation there. And I guess the perfect buy, it's always easy in hindsight is like, don't, don't try and be a hero and buy the spike because you'll be the first one <laughs> to take for it to get that big wick at the open, big wick shorts. Every, everyone bails into the spike and it just, drops a dollar and, and how many times have you seen it just drop a dollar these 10 11 12 dollar stocks in the morning oh yeah yeah that's why i caution everybody i talk about the 945 rule all the time i'm like listen if you you know and fran's a good example where you didn't you know i don't know if any day last week fran spiked you didn't have to be in early because it spiked midday and late day several times so i talk about letting these things prove themselves you don't have to be yeah. a hero at at nine thirty one a.m. and I highly recommend against it. So no, uh, yeah, th- there was a time like I remember a couple of years ago. There was a time to buy morning spikes. Yep. Like there was a time to buy them, and it will them. return. Remember, if you're, you know, it, it, the market's cyclical. You know, it's like 
nothing, nothing is new. You know, it's just, we go through these periods and I remember, you know, I've been doing stocks to trade pro for three years now. And I think it was about two years ago from memory. I mean, we were very aggressive in pre-market last year and a half. I'm always like, wait, 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 wait. It's just kind of a different market. And I think, you know, especially like say we get the China trade war resolved, you know, they lower interest rates again, which they probably will. I think things will heat up and maybe that time will come back. Yeah. But, but I mean, whether it does or it doesn't, I mean, if it does, then go for it. But by far as a newer trader, it's it, the, the, by far the safest opportunity always is, is the higher low or the double bottom. Cause with the higher low and the double bottom, you've got absolute reassurance and security that you're getting very good risk rewards. You've got a defined limit. And if that limit breaks, I mean, it might come back. Like, you know what I mean? It, it might, it might just drop for, for, for 10 or 20 seconds and rescue itself. But, but it, that doesn't happen too often. You've got to take that chance. So you see the higher low on front. And if you're buying that higher low in the tens, uh, then you've got, you've got, a, you've got about 30, 30, 40 cents of risk and you've got, Seven dollars of upside, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which but you're that, never gonna, you know, you're never gonna sell the top. But what Stephen's getting at there is, you know, you're looking for that multiple risk or reward. You know, if you're making trades where you're risking thirty cents to make thirty cents, it's you're, you're going to struggle to be profitable over time. And, and sure, odds are you're not going to sell seven dollars higher, but you might sell a dollar higher. That's three to one risk to reward. Maybe you sell two to one higher. That's six to or, or two dollars higher. That's six to one risk to reward. So, but I mean, is that afternoon? Would you put that down to just a squeeze? Do you think that's day one's getting squeezed? That's that's people thinking they're going to short it on day two. Yeah, I mean, squeezed. look at I mean, look at this. Look at that. I mean, to me, that candle, that candle that I bought, you know, to me, is proof that it's squeezed. Because look at that, and I'm kind of hovering over it. But look at every, and we're looking at five minute candles. Yeah. The, the look at that the the exponential difference between that <laughs> high a day candle and every other candle. I mean, even day one day, that's like the biggest candle all four days. What's that tell you? That's telling you that every moron is stopping out at high a day, and you know that that's every moron short. I should say, uh, you know, every, that's short. every bad short, every bad well, short is stopping out high a day. Every moron is on that second leg. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, yeah, there you go. <laughs> because they they survived it, and then they're like, "Oh God, it's coming back," and then it rips again. But but yeah, I mean, to me, listen, Fran. Um, it would be curious. I always like to do this. If you're listening to this podcast in 2020, you know, which we're not that far away from bring I mean, bring up Fran. It's probably a $3 stock again. I mean, I, I would be shocked if you're listening to this podcast in, you know, June, 2020, if Fran isn't a $4 stock again, but the point is that doesn't do you any good. If you blow up day one, day two, day three, day four, you know, so. Nah, and, and, and just the other point that I wanted to talk about is on day one, do, do you see how it holds that support level? Do you, yep. Is there any institution in there, do you think? Do you know, it's like, it's, it's short, not short, it's long, it's, it's institutions versus retailers. Like, who's got the buying power to keep this up? Do you know what I you mean? Know, is it... I, I've, I've joked about this. I think we've joked about this. You know, um, you know, to the listeners that know my history, I was 90% a short seller for the first seven, eight years of my career. 
roughly 2015, 2014, things changed. And I've joked about Bigfoot, aliens, you know, whoever it is. But I think, and I have no way of proving this because it's, it's, it's impossible to prove it unless you, you know, you're some investigative journalist or something. I think about that time, whether it be small hedge funds or, yeah. or, or large traders, maybe yeah. it's just a, a big trader. They, they, they were like, wait a minute. These low-flow stocks, <laughs> it's not that hard to buy up a significant majority of the float, buy it up to high a day. You get that big candle, you sell into it. You know, you sell half into that candle. Then you buy up again into the afternoon. You bid it up into the into the high day again. It rips the high day again. You sell into that candle. So, what is, is it? An institution? Is it a big investor? Is it? A, I think it's like a like some small hedge funds that are like guys. Yeah, people short it's these stocks these days. You know, so so in my opinion, I think someone is behind that, and I think they started it roughly 2015, 2016. Yeah, no, and, and, and I just think like, and I, I always, I always think I'm just watching why you and me on the side there, cause I'm in it. And it's just, and it just the way, like, for example, it's just went from, it's just when it was like edging 30, 31, 32. Oh, we're, we're on there live. Yep. So it was, it was just edging like 31, 32, 30, that no, was going 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, 41, 42, 43, 44. And then out of nowhere, a huge seller comes in or a short. And wipes it from 45 to 27 out of nowhere, completely random, uncoordinated, uh, out of the blue price action. And I just think like that's, that's got to be some sort of small hedge fund prop building up, building it up, building it up, building it up, getting, getting short scared, shorts are covering, covering, covering. And then they're just smashing it down. Yep. It's just got to be. And I think that's what it, that's what changed in, you know, and, and it's funny because I joked about this on a webinar the other day. Um, hey, I always want to be clear. You know, Tim Sykes is a business partner. He's a friend. I've, I've, I've considered Tim Sykes a, a friend for 10 years. But when people ask me about, you know, bigger investors getting into this niche, I always say I blame Sykes, man. I remember back in the olden days, Back when I, you know, had to take a horse and carriage to my trading station in 2009, 2010, you didn't see this kind of stuff in these low priced junk stocks. And I think Sykes just exploded it to the world. And that's what, that's why, again, back to my, you know, I'm joking about my Bigfoot theory. I think that's why the bigger money, the, the, the and this manip, and this manipulation came because a lot of these hedge funds, or just again, maybe it's just a guy with a million, several, you know, or a ten million dollar trading account got into this niche and started playing these games. That's what I think. So, no, and, and I mean that also explains why, it, like, it, the market was so much quieter ten years ago. Like, you get great opportunities, but it was dead quiet. But why? Why is it some all of a sudden ten times busier? And it's probably because you've got twice as many players. But also, some of the players have got ten times more money to throw the stocks around. Agreed, agreed. That's and that's what I think changed. Fascinating. Back in the day, it was just a bunch of small to medium sized traders. Now, and again, I have no way to prove this, you know. No. There, yeah, but but now I think there's air quotes real money in this niche. And 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 when I say real money, you know, it's like 
you know, if you think you got a, a, a lot of money with a million dollars, remember there's like Saudi sheiks with like a trillion dollars. Okay. When you, when you think there's rich, there's a whole nother level of rich out there. And I think it's similar back in the day with penny stocks. It was all just small and medium accounts. Now I think there's big money there. So. No, and, and that's why I'm always thinking like, I always try and think, what are the institutions probably trying to do here? I don't think what are shorts and longs doing here. I think it a bit, but I try and think what are institutions trying to do here? Are they trying to prop this up? And if they're all propping it up, is it because they're going to try and squeeze it tomorrow? But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll go back to, uh, we'll go back to Fran. I mean, that's a discussion for another day. But, uh, so yeah, you obviously had your two day run on Fran and, uh, and what was interesting and I know, um, what is his name? We've had him on the podcast a couple of times. He's doing really well. Uh, Guy with the hey, Papa John. Okay, <laughs> he's, he's on on day three. It's Tim. It's one of Tim Grattani's favorite patterns. I don't know if you, it's on his DVD. I don't know if you would do it on uh, on an earnings winner, but you see that the the overextended gap down. You see how like it's made a two day move. Normally stocks like go up three days and they fail on day four, but this is like up two days and it's gapping down on day three. So it's a really nice predefined risk to say. I'm going to short this up to its previous day high. And if it breaks the high, I'm out. So you've got a predefined risk. Uh, but the chances are, if I short a spike, it's probably going to have a small push in the morning and then it's going to fail. And I know Papa John was shorting the morning spike in the 15, 75, and you got 60, that. And then you got that 25. fail of the up. It, 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 day three, it, it, you know, it perked up into the open, but it Just failed it. right at that pre-market high. And then, geez, you know. As a short I mean, seller, it, you you love the looks of that candle, right there. Yeah, he stuck two dollars. <laughs> he stuck two dollars in ten minutes. It's just, Beautiful. And I mean, and and that's that's how to trade these things. You're like, if ninety five percent of traders lose, you need to do the opposite of what they're doing when they're all buying. You're shorting, and when they're all panicking to go, ah, it's dropping, it's dropping, it's dropping. <laughs> You're covering. And I mean, and that's that's what Roland told us when I was in Italy with him, and, I, and I've lived by it. Uh, but yeah, and and the the trade that I made, which was the 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 solid trade is, uh, I mean, we, we don't really need to look at, we, you can, you know, you can, it's better to look at it on a daily maybe. If, okay. if you want to bring it up to a daily, it's, yep. it's more clear. But I was looking at this on day three. So the, the initial pattern was the, uh, was the, uh, for, it was the first red day. Uh, I can't, you'll have to move it along a bit because I can't see it because of the, because of the cameras in the background. Oh, whoops. Okay. Let you me can move it along. Yeah. Here we go. There. Yeah, so on day three, it was it was a classic first red day, and you did get that first red day. But I was thinking, considering this has gone from the fours to the to nearly the twenties, if it's opened in the fifteens and it's closed in the fourteens, and it, although it did drop, it's not really it's not really give back much. It's not really it's not really like it's for a red day. It's not been a big red day. It's quite weak. So I, I bought into the close thinking, I think this could be a consolidation day, and it's got more room to go up. Took a, took a slight bit of a gamble, but I, th- I thought, you know what it is? This is, this is holding together. It's not dropping like a chair. And, and just, just for context, this is, this is Friday, you know, so, it, you know, it's, it's the, the classic That's, short was, squeeze day. Yep, yeah, yep. was it? Yeah, was it? No, was it? It was Thursday, wasn't it? Or was it Friday? Oh, are you talking the first red day then? Yeah, yeah, I bought it. Okay, I was jumping ahead because, okay, nope, 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 you're right. That was Thursday. Yep. So sorry. I it thought, just, I, so. Yeah, it it was double bottoming. It, it it was it wasn't like pulling back too much, and I just thought, you know what it is. I've seen a lot of these stocks make a big move, have a red day, and then go the next day. I wouldn't recommend anyone. To, I wouldn't recommend anyone else to do that. I still think it was a bit of a risky play. 
to buy it and hold it on its first red day. It could have easily Ooh, just. Oh, yeah, hundred percent agree. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I mean, listen, that's that's uh, you know, you know, I know I'm, you know, Stephen and I kind of are, you know, I'm kind of like good cop and he's bad cop when it comes to short selling, you know, especially because mainly because I know most of our listeners are new traders. Okay. I love short selling, but when it comes to talking to our audience, I'm usually good cop. He's bad cop. You know, I'm I'm the angel on your shoulder saying, don't short these things. He's the devil saying, short them, max buying power, double down, you know? (laughs) So, but, but I will say it was day three. Red day. Don't buy that. That's the day for the shorts to come to party, baby. (laughs) Uh, It it was very, it was very risky, but I, like I say, I just thought, you know what it is? It's, it's, it's only, it's only dropped a dollar. It's not fell apart. I think, I think this has got, I think it's consolidation and, and, and room for a leg up. It was very intuition. If I'd lost me account on it, I would have took it. But I didn't. I only, I only, I only bought two hundred shares. It wasn't a big gamble. See, and that's the beauty, shares. you know. You, you, you t- that, that's that's one thing I, you know. Listen, we don't get a Fran every day. We don't get a BPTH every day. You know, we don't get these things every day. But if you can be patient and wait around for these, I mean, the beauty of these things is you don't need huge size, man. I mean, listen, if you got a small account, you got a hundred shares of Fran, and you make five bucks a share you're, you're pretty happy you know <laughs> no but i mean i can tell you i bought two i bought 200 shares of fran and i was up over a thousand dollars at one point because i was up from 14 to 18 and i was up over a thousand dollars on it oh, <laughs> couldn't believe it i'm just getting out of yuma now because it's squeezing one sec i was actually gonna mention that i saw that so let's we're here live people People like kind of talking about this, but let me, let me jump back over to Yuma. Um, she's try as I mentioned, and I might have jinxed Steven. I, if you, if you back up the tape, I said, Hey, watch out for a VWAP reclaim. And yeah, it out. just touched VWAP. So <laughs> yeah, I'm out. I'm not risking it because it, these type of things, they get the whole VWAP, then they get through a VWAP and then they start going back to higher day. I'm not, I'm not risking it on a low float. And, and you know, and the, and the simple fact is, and, and we could probably kind of move on from Fran. We can talk about this one live too, because it's basically yeah. the same setup. You know, Hey, this is, this is what we, we've got news. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're not here, you know, or, or I'm sorry, these are always released. Oh, look at it. Back, look at it. Reject. Look at it. Reject. The, the, the news is, um, you know, there's a lot of unrest in the Middle East around oil. The, the, the drone strike in Saudi Arabia was just this weekend. You know, the, the right now there's a lot of name finger pointing going around with Iran and stuff. So there's a lot of unrest in the oil price market. And, um, you know, simple fact is Yuma. So it's got news, even though Yuma itself doesn't have news, it's a sector play. And I mean, it's a little over a million float. It's traded 9 million shares and it's just retouched VWAP in the afternoon. There you go. There you go. This is why I, this is why I cover me stock because this is low float. It's with news. 550 is a crucial level because it's a half dollar as well. And it's at VWAP. And like, I know, I know it's just come up a bit and it can easily come down. But the, the thing with this is if, if it comes through 550 and it comes through VWAP and it's got news, it can, before you know it, it's at 570, 580. And, and, and you know, and Stephen, this is, this is, and, and this goes for the listeners too. In my opinion, and obviously this is just my opinion, um, I don't care. And, and Stephen may or may not agree. I don't care if this stock drops to $4 right now. That was a smart exit in my opinion. Okay. 
when you've got yeah, a stock yeah, rotating the float eight times, nine times with news into the afternoon on, you know, this isn't day one with this stock, but I mean, it's basically day one because of the Saudi news. I don't, I don't care what this stock does this afternoon. I say you had a good cover because you covered for profits, right? Yeah, no, I took yeah, 180 yeah, bucks on it. Yeah. Yeah. I took, I took nearly a dollar a share. That's like 22%. Yeah. Took like twenty two percent on this. It's a it's a very very solid good. And trade. the listeners might be like, whatever. If it goes to four, how could you possibly say it's a good cover? Because it's freaking one p.m. and this thing nah, could do breaking. anything today. You know? But but like I always just think like I always just think like I thought with Fran as well. I was like, is it more likely to go higher or is it more likely to go lower? If it's more likely to go higher, then well, why would I cover? It just it would. See, I mean, why would I sell if if I think it's more likely to go higher? And it's the same with Yuma now. I'm looking at it and I'm like, in my experience of seeing these charts, what have I seen happen more times in this situation? And I'm like, does it, does it break? Does it, in the afternoon when it's managed to wash all the way out, when it's managed to grind back all afternoon, what does it normally do? Does it normally break the VWAP and, and try to reclaim high of day? Or does it break down? And, you know, and more times than not, it, it breaks. And you can, I mean, this thing, kind of, I mean, you know, again, kind of an interesting point that the, the, in the morning, you know, it Seven really, trials. it spiked to 480 and it was, it was at 480 for almost an hour in pre-market before it exploded to seven. This is in pre-market. It went all the way to seven, but it's kind of interesting just from a chart perspective. Look at that. It's going to it go slammed hard, but it held that 480 level again this morning. And then now it's just... This is what I call, you know, this is the torturing short sellers price action right here. Uh, where, it's going to go I mean, like it's almost You can't long. leave because you're, you're short a low float stock. So you <laughs> cannot leave the computer. And all it does is go sideways for six hours. And you know, if you're smart, you're it's like, oh go. God, it's coming. It's coming. Uh, it's going. <laughs> it's going right now. It's, it's going right now. Look at the bid trying to pop up to 558. But the six, the six thousand on uh, on VWAP. But these types of stocks, it's it's going. Look, it's going to go now. There's sixty, there's sixty nine, there's seventy. Do you know what I mean? That it's you'll you might oh, see. Stephen, Stephen, I know what you mean, my friend. This is <laughs> like my this, fa- this, this is my this is, this, is my, this is my favorite setup, baby. <laughs> this is what, like, why do you think I covered? Why do you think I covered? Because I've seen this a million times, and I'm like, I'm like, it's happening again. I'm like, and I'm like, I'm not waiting for it to break because when it breaks, it's too late. Like, you know, I was, oh, you've got your levels, respect your levels, respect the 550, respect VWAP, let it break VWAP, let it test it, let it hold. You can't let it hold on these low floats. You, you like, you've got to get out before because if it breaks, it, it destroys you. And I know I've already said this and, 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 and listeners might be like, oh, he's repeating himself, but I'm repeating myself to back up Stephen's point. Again, I don't care if this thing drops a, drops a dollar a share right now. Because Stephen just said it and said it very well. Him and I and you know have seen it so many times where when they do this, all of a sudden, before you know it, it's a buck a share higher. I mean, literally in minutes. So even if it drops, his cover was genius. I, I don't care what it does because when they do this, shit gets bad really fast if you're short these things. Yeah, no, I'm just looking at my cover now. I thought I got out a bit better. I got out 5.56, but I, I was out and then it dipped and then it ripped. So I, I was out five minutes before it got, it got, uh, it started getting scary. And, and like, that's what you've got to do. You've got to kind of, you've got to anticipate 
things that might happen and think, how am I going to react if this happens? You think, ah, oh, with a low float, I don't want to be stuck in that choice. I don't want to, I don't want to be stuck in the decision. Look at that, 73. <laughs> like, uh, like, but I, I don't want to be in the situation where I have to panic and decide what to do when it rips. So I'd rather just be out before it. Exactly. Because that's great point. Great point. Because, hey, simple fact is if you're new, you can, when, when you're in these things, you can rapidly become a deer in the headlights, okay? Because they move fast. So what I love, a great point, Stephen. And if you're listening, write that one down. He got out when he wanted to, okay? You want to get out when you want to, not when you have to get out, okay? Not when you're grabbing that oh shit handle or your broker's on the phone, you know, or whatever. Stephen got out when he wanted to, not when he was forced to. That's a great point. No, but I mean, and it's the same with FREN as well. I, I, I wanted frantic gap up today. I wanted, do you, do you remember when I got squeezed on the cancer stock over the weekend? And you're like, yeah, why did you yep. ever hold a short over the weekend? Yep. I had the same <laughs> for other people on FREN and I thought, you know what it is? They're going to get squeezed pre-market and it's going to rip. Uh, but it didn't. Well, and I will tell you this, and, and you know, we can play coulda, woulda, shoulda all day long, but I tell you what, and I had similar, now I didn't hold it over the weekend, but I, w- I thought Fran had a high likelihood of spiking this morning. And I think if it wasn't for that Saudi yeah. refinery news, because remember day traders were, were, were like, you know, we're like dogs that see squirrels. Okay. So, you know, I think had that news not hit, I think Fran would have been a totally different situation this morning, but the, but the oil and gas plays were the squirrel and all the day traders yeah, took, took off after them and forgot about Fran. So, but I mean, but I mean, you like, you learn it. I've learned it from Tim Sykes and I've learned it from Tim Gratani. It's just a shame it took three years or two years to sink in. But I looked at Fran and I thought it's not got volume. It's not gapping up. It's gapping down. The play is not working. Yep. I, I'll just take me 650 bucks. <laughs> You know what Beautiful. I mean? Like, I'll just take me 650 bucks and I'll look for something else. Found Yuma, took the 200 on that. And, but the thing is though, it's not that the profits are good. It's, it's the fact that both times I thought I'll play it safe. Thought Fran, it's not gapped up in the morning. It doesn't look like it's coming through. I'm not going to gamble the open and hope for a morning spike. I'm not going to gamble it. I'll just take me money and leave. Because it doesn't look like it's going to happen, and it was well because it's, it's not doing what you wanted it to do. I mean, that's a, that's something you know. Again, write this down if if you're listening. If a stock and, and this, I stole this from Tim Sykes years ago. You know, this is probably on penny stocking part one. You know, if it, if a stock isn't doing exactly what you thought, just get out. There's going to be another trade. There's going to be another play. There's no reason. So Stephen, his anticipation. He thought there was a high likelihood Fran could gap up this morning. It didn't. He didn't start justifying. He didn't, you know, consult his crystals. He didn't, you know, co- you, you know, ask the local street bum what he thought about Fran. He just got out and moved on because it didn't do what he thought it was going to do. No, the, and and that's the other thing. There'll be a, there'll be another play another day and yep. <laughs> and and it's also like especially for shorts, especially pre-market shorting. When a stock spikes and it's junk, you're always thinking, ah, oh, better get in now because it might come down. Just don't bother. Just, just if it go, if it fails and you missed it, you haven't lost any money. 
yep. by missing it. You've lost nothing. That, and that's something I've had. Another leg up, if it has another leg up and you're in, you are down big time with a bad average. Do you know what I mean? That's And that's something that, that you know, I get a little – you know, I, I like to think I'm pretty patient, but something that, that I get frustrated a lot is um, just when, when, when people are like, you know, they, that, that, that FOMO, that I got to get in, I got to get in. What if I miss this one? What if I miss this one? You know what if you miss that one? There'll be another one in the afternoon. There'll be another right. one tomorrow. You know, you don't have, you know, no one trade is going to make your career unless you're, I mean, if you're in a buyout or something, if you're, if you're in some stock that gets bought out $50 a share higher, okay, maybe that will make your career. But you don't have to be committed to the one today. If it doesn't do what you want, if it doesn't fit your plan, if you don't check all your boxes, you don't have to be in it. Because there's t- yeah. this afternoon, there's tomorrow, there's next week, there's 2020, you know. Yeah, and it, and it drives us crazy, but like, it drives us mad. It drives me mad, <laughs> even though I used to be the person that traded five times a day. And like, I'll, <laughs> I'll make one trade a day, one trade every two days now. But like, cause I'm more experienced, but I, I used to take 10 trades a day, but people who take 10 trades a day who are more, more or less experienced drive me crazy because it, it's, it's like your job as a beginner trader is to not lose money. That's your yep. only job. Don't yep. worry about making money. Just don't lose it. That's your only goal. Finish well, the day. Or if anything, I mean, you're better. probably going to lose too, but the point is lose small, stay in the game, uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but like, just, just like your goal though for me is like, just don't try and make loads of money, but just don't try your best to have a break even day or don't lose or lose as little as possible. So then through that thesis of thinking, if a stock spike in pre-market, you're not going to try and take it because it's okay to miss it because you, your only goal is to break even. And then if it does have another leg up and then it double tops or makes the lower high, then great. Take that short then. That, this is where I'm coming from. Yep. But, uh, yeah. And who knows? You, you, my, uh, you, my, might, might, might run tomorrow as well. You never know. Yeah. I mean, well, again, you know, I think that one of the biggest things we got to kind of keep an eye on is, is, is the news, you know, we'll, we'll see. And, and remember Yuma is a, um, to anybody that's unclear, this is a terrible stock, a terrible company, you know, but the biggest, the biggest thing <laughs> is, is terrible. If, if you look at the one year chart, whoops, let me, yeah, look, look at the it. daily. Cause this is why everyone's shortness. Do you see yep. these big wicks? Exactly. But it also has a history of running, you know, yes, <laughs> as right. recently as, Three, May, three it, it, it put in a three-day run from two to nine. So um, if we keep getting more oil-related news, this could do anything. So, but uh, so if you're going to sum it up, what what would be the top the top three uh, pieces of advice that we've talked about today? I mean, I, I can I can start it, and it's uh, anticipate anticipate danger and react to it. Yes. Is there a better way of saying that? But it's like. Don't get yourself in bad situations that you can't get out of. Basically, it's it's yep. and it, it, sometimes there's only, gotta... there's only one thing. I mean, I know I've dropped a bunch of stolen trading quotes. Um, I can I I I, I got a good memory for quotes. I'm never that good at remembering who said them. But a quote that I always think about is the one thing you can control is when you get out. Just like when Stephen got out on Yuma Live, he controlled that. Nobody forced him out. The price action didn't force him out. He didn't get bought in. He made that choice. And that's the one thing you can control is when you get out. 
Yeah, and and it's and it gets easier and easier and easier because the more you see the same thing happening over and over again, the more you can work out the live probabilities and you had and think, oh, 80% of the time this spikes. So you don't care if it doesn't. You don't care if it doesn't spike. You think, well, 80% of the time it does. And, I mean, you've got to be an idiot to think, 80% of the time I'm going to lose money. Should I stay in it? Like, you've got to be a, <laughs> just be a bit of an idiot not to cut it. But, but it's harder when you're newer because when you're new, you don't know what's going to happen, so you just hope that you're not wrong. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's then that's you know when you talk about key takeaways. If you're new, your number one goal is to stay in the game. Keep those losses small so that you're around, so that you can you know because so much of this stuff, you know, I can show you pat. You know, we can print out charts and be like, this did this, this did this, but you got to be in it, and you got to see these things happen over and over again to internalize it. Because it's one thing if we talk about it on the podcast or we send you charts, Steve and I can email you charts. You got to internalize it to a certain extent. And if you're going too big or you're overstaying and you blow up your account and now you go, got to go back to the day job for six months, that's six months of learning you missed out on. Yeah. And, and, and the other thing is like, think about all of the possible scenarios that can happen to be prepared for them. Because with humor, when I saw it approaching VWAP, I thought, what are the potential scenarios? It's either going to squeeze and break through and there's nothing I can do. It's going to consolidate and then break through and there's nothing I can do. It's going to consolidate and then I'm going to cover at the end of the day and then I've lost money anyway. It's going to come back down, make a higher low or a double bottom and then push back up and then squeeze even harder. Or it's going to crack, but it's not likely it's going to crack if it's testing VWAP right now. So there's like eight things that can go against us and only one thing that can work for us. Beautiful. So like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just not going to work out. So you've got to cut it. See, and I, yep, I do that with my own trading and in Stocks and Trade Pro. Like when people are asking me, what do you think about this stock? I always do the positives and negatives with my hand. And it's like so many times someone will bring up a stock and there's like one positive and there's five negatives. And I'm like, you know, I know you're learning, but why would you want to buy this stock when there's, you know, one reason and five reasons not to, you know? So, and and just like you said, you had eight reasons to get out and one reason to stay in. What would you do? You know, <laughs> if yeah, you're new, if you're new, again, you'd probably, you know, pray to your crystals and, and hope that that one thing happens. Steven's been there enough. He's been doing this for years. He's like, eight things can happen bad. One good. I'm gone. You know, my odds aren't good here. Nah, and it, and it's it's the same with poker, right? If you ever watch a, a live poker tournament and they're saying like uh the odds pre flop are eighty percent and now it's now now that the live now he's sixty percent, now he's forty percent, now he's ten percent, now he's dead, now he's drawn dead. It's the same thing like with, with trading, like you can think eighty percent of the time this is gonna happen, but then you have to watch the price action and then reevaluate, reevaluate, reevaluate and think, uh yep, this is I'm certain this is gonna work, I'm not I'm certain this is not gonna work. Uh, oh I'm not trust, I'm just gonna get out. So well, it's been a, I feel it's like been a, I feel uh, I feel like it's a good episode. I feel like we dropped some knowledge here, man. But it's been so, cathartic. Yes, yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't, you know, it's always it's it's like you know, as the years go on, we 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 agree more. I don't, you know, am I am I programming you or am I just getting softer and agreeing with you? Which is it? Uh, so. I think I've just lost too much money in this. <laughs> 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 fair enough, um, fair enough. So, like most people learn, though. I mean, if if you have the challenge, if you have stocks to trade pro, for sure it will advance your learning. Otherwise, I'd be losing money and not knowing what the hell is going on. 
<laughs> like you need to have the pain of losing to improve your discipline and the yep. knowledge of what to do to do it. And, and, and the, the work in parallel and eventually the, the roads join together and you become a good trader. So, you know, and I, I, I joke about that hand on the stove, you know, the, the, the analogy I use is the hand on the stove. I mean, it's like, I mean, if you're a kid and mom says, you know, don't touch the stove, don't touch the stove, it, you know, and I'm not certain, I'm not saying everybody burns her, but, but at some point, some of us have been like, well, why? And then it's like, whoa. And then you're like, I'm never going to do that again. And trading's a lot like that. You just got to make these mistakes and say, you know what? I will, now that I know what happens, I won't do that again. Yeah, but it's also, it's like, it's not even about the money. Like, I'm not trading big enough size for it to even matter about the money. It's more like. Well, yeah, but geez, dude, you've turned, what, a $500 account into three grand again, haven't you? Nah, it's, it's more, it's more about two grand because I took a loss on the way up. But, but still, I mean. Nah, nah, still, I can make money in the stock there, market. There, there, stock there's probably stock. about freaking 5% of people in trading that could replicate that. <laughs> nah, for sure. No, like I'm doing good and I'm learning and I've had, I've had good teaching and training and the podcast has helped and you've helped and talk up, but like I'm so reckless. Like I'm such a bad, undisciplined, reckless maniac. That I, it took me a bit longer to really have some discipline in my life, and it's with everything. Like it's like, like I, like I don't think I'm an alcoholic, but like if someone says you want to go for a pint, I'm like, yes. <laughs> Why would I not go for a pint? Like it's fun, but I, I don't have the discipline to cut stocks to not do things that are bad for us. And t- it's took it's took more time for us to learn, but the year on year improvement is uh, massive. And uh, and I, you know, again, I say, you know, and and we'll we'll end with this. Um, if you're out there. And you're a few months into this or even a year or two, um, man, it just, I know you'll go online, you'll see your Instagram ads, you'll see your Facebook ads and you'll be, you know, you'll think that, that you can do this in a, in a month, two months, six months, a year, two years. It can be done. It can be done, but the odds they're, they're not good. I mean, this is called the steady trade podcast for a reason. We've been doing this for two plus years because we know it's a journey and, um, and, and everybody, everybody is going to take a long time to figure this out. It's not easy and, and have realistic expectations and know that the longer you stay in the game, the more the likelihood of your success over time. Stay, just stay in. Don't blow up. Don't make the same uh, bad decisions over either. and over again. Yeah, don't gamble too much. Like trade small. You can trade for a dollar commissions these days. That's the thing. Like you're not losing six bucks a trade. You can trade for a dollar with IB or trade zero. It's it's really cheap. To, it's super cheap to trade these days. If if you can trade with a small account and be disciplined, you really don't lose. But the 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 leaving point that I would say and like you have to have a certain type of personality to like make it in trading to or to last long enough to make it like your heart needs to beat a little faster when you know it's coming to 9 30 in the morning like when you've got an overnight position you need to be waking up in the morning and thinking ah I've got a position on i wonder what's going to happen like you, you need to be hardwired to love the game like yep. you need to love this game and if you if you don't love the game and have the passion to learn it, uh, and you just want to make money quickly, then it's not for you. Yeah, that, that's gotta love. Been, you've gotta love the game. Yep, yep. I I think if 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 your motivation is you know I gotta make some money this week, man, you're, you're doomed. You I mean you gotta. Uh, 
I, I talk about, you know, with me, I mean, I've been in this for 13 years now. I was getting up at 5 a.m. with toddlers, little kids that didn't sleep that great when I had a business to study this stuff. You know, I've done 1,600 webinars in Stocks to Trade Pro. I've done 120 podcasts with you. Every day I get up fired up about the markets. And if you don't have that passion, I mean, I'm not trying to scare you away, but man, find something. Uh If it's not trading, but find something that you can't wait to do on Monday morning. And if that's, you know, selling BB, beanie babies on eBay, so be it. But, um, that's something I don't think gets talked about a lot. And I'm glad you brought it up. You gotta, you gotta really want this because you're going to go through some shit times. It's going to suck. And if you don't really <laughs> love it, you're just going to quit, you know. Ah, it's depressing. Like I've I've spent some days. I've spent some like afternoons lying in bed for five hours, just sad. I've even gone from some walks because I don't know how I can handle my life. I lost five hundred dollars. <laughs> five hundred dollars is not even a lot of money, but in the early days, and they're done that man. <laughs> I, I, I've been on walks wanting to cry that I can't believe that my life's over. <laughs> like, but it's just you've got it. But but you come out of it a stronger man. Eh? You come out of it a bigger, better, stronger more knowledgeable person than, and you'll meet a ton of traders as well. You'll, you'll meet a massive community of people out there. F1 team boss is back in the game. Did you see? I, I didn't, I didn't. So. <laughs> so he's back on, he's back on and he's short as well. <laughs> so let's see what happens there. But anyway, I'll let you wrap it. All right. Well, again, thank you everyone for listening to the steady trade podcast. Welcome back, Steven. I missed you. Um, I think, uh, this was a great episode. You know, we kind of, we talked about some charts. We talked about a lot of psychology and uh, talked about the journey. So, uh, great job today, Stephen. And I hope you guys enjoyed this one and we'll see you next time. G'day. This is Keith from Down Under. And I like to ride my Harley through the mountains while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. You can register to win real, actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing report on iTunes. I did. And this is how we say goodbye in Australia, mate. Time to kangaroo down, boys. Time to kangaroo down.